eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Coming up at 10, Gresh and Foyer. Tomorrow, Roadshow number 5, and we will be at the Beach Comer, and we hope to see you there for the Cape Cod Roadshow was extraordinary last year, and I expect nothing less from you incredible Cape Cod people. So see you there tomorrow, beginning at 6. Roadshows presented by Miller Lite. It is Miller time, New England. And now, Red Sox front office report this week, which is brought to you by John Sewer and Drain Cleaning, the name to know when your drains don't flow. Also brought to you by Kentucky Owl, the wise man, American straight bourbon whiskey. And Heim Bloom joins us this week on the Harbor One Hotline. Hey, Heim, how you doing? Good morning. Doing all right. Doing okay. We are. Uh, thanks for taking the time this morning. And um, as you can imagine, been been talking a lot about this baseball team uh, this week and, and this morning in particular. And um I want to start off and ask you just about, uh, you know, last night uh, an additional three errors for this team, um, and I'm, I'm sure that that's the being where they are now with, with 43 and, and leading the American League, not what you expected. When you look at a team that is struggling defensively, and, and in particular this one, where do you kind of put the blame on for that? I don't think of it in terms of blame. I mean, look, ultimately, like, I'm responsible for the whole thing. So, you know, if you want to play the blame game, you know, put it on me. That's that's how this business works. But that's not going to be productive. It's not going to solve anything. We all have jobs to do, uh, everybody in and out of uniform, uh, to make this better. And like you said, right now we're just we're just not playing uh, winning defense. We've not been our best selves for, you know, a little over a couple weeks. Um and uh, there's there's winnable games that we've let slip away because we haven't uh, you know nailed down uh, routine plays like like we need to and everybody knows that it's not a secret um, but it is it is a fact um, and it's just a case and we 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 have to improve if we want to accomplish something. 
Hi, and there are people out there who think that you're dreaming about us, the 2024-2025 season, looking ahead, and it's coming at the expense of this year's roster. What do you say to those people? I would say, you know, I don't look at it that way at all. Um, I mean, yeah, we're obviously building back up towards something, and we're trying to do it the right way. There are no shortcuts in this business, right? You try to take shortcuts, you usually end up getting burned. You end up, you know, paying a price at some point for it. So we're trying to do this the right way. Um, but you know, we're trying to win now and down the line. And the fact of the matter is right now in baseball, uh, you know, you look around the best way uh, to accomplish both and the best way to win right now is through good young players. So the attention we paid, you know, to the pipeline and restocking that pipeline, you know, it's not a hobby. It's not like these guys are collector's items. They're the players you win with. Um, and a lot of, uh, when we have played well this year, it has been because of those players. So, you know, we, we put a lot of time and effort into developing and trying to help grow. Uh, obviously, there are some growing pains with them, but you know the, the the upside that we have and the upside that just about every team has is going to be through uh, those players uh, taking steps forward and through uh, you know the core of a team continuing to advance itself. You know we see time and again, you know there's a lot of flashy things you can do to grab headlines that uh, time and again don't always correlate with winning. Winning comes from playing good baseball. Winning comes from uh, you know, having a good roster that fits together, that can play with the speed of the game and, and, and knows how to execute. We've shown the ability to do that, but we haven't shown it consistently enough. Uh, and we need to step it up in that regard. But couldn't you say you're paying the price now watching this team be so ineffective on the field? I mean, what it just has been one of the worst stretches of defense I've seen in 20-plus years of watching the Red Sox. Yeah, it's frustrating. I mean, you know, we're all we're all watching it, and uh, the guys in the clubhouse are as frustrated as anybody. Um, you know, there's this is a big league. You know, we we can't sit here and make excuses. Um, you know, we need to be better. Uh, this group is capable of better. Uh, we have to start showing it. When it when it comes to something like the little league home run the other night, is that from from your perspective, is that embarrassing for this for this ball club? You know, watching it in real time, that's exactly the word that I used. Probably the same thing as a lot of people who are watching that in real time. You know, that, that's an in-the-moment in reaction. That's, that's probably not all that helpful. you got to break down. You know, obviously there's some, there's some aspects of that that look bad that are the result of, you know, not doing the right things early on at the beginning of the play. Um, and so, you know, once it's over and you break it down and you figure out who should have done what, you know, there's some things that are, you know, physical mistakes that throw sales that's going to happen. Um, you know, we've seen that team do that to us a couple times as far as put a guy in motion as the ball gets to the, gets to the infield line right away that they're going to score them. Uh, we need to be more ready for that than we were. That's where all the problems on that play started. Um, that's a, a pretty simple thing uh, that, that we didn't execute and everything else stemmed from there. So it, it really is about just starting that play the right way and, and winning the beginning of the play. Time. I've I've wondered what has changed in baseball. Like you see, Pax the other night go seven innings, but now that seems like a feat if a pitcher does that. What has changed in the game that now a quality start is five innings? Is there something with the analytics, or is it just pitchers can't go seven consistently no more? I think it's case by case. Uh, you know, there's a lot of different things going on. I mean, you know, Pax is electric. That was that was awesome, by the way. But um, you know, different guys. Obviously, um, 
you know, the, the amount of uh, pitchers stuff is better than it's ever been, um, both collectively and in a lot of individual cases. The amount of effort that takes, uh, obviously some of it's just physics, right? It puts a lot of strain on their, on their bodies, and uh, there's a recovery aspect to it and just how much you want to push them. And like you said, I mean, you could call it analytics, but all it is is just, you know, the reality is that hitters get a lot better every time they see the starter, and teams are more mindful of that. Um, you know, you actually talk about someone like Pax. One of the things that uh, Pax actually points out about himself, and it is true if you look at it, like he's a guy who um, his stuff can build over the course of a game, right? It, it can get better deeper in games. A lot of guys aren't like that. And, uh, you know, I think we're just better able to understand what that means. And, you know, teams are doing what they're doing in the service of winning. If they think there's something that's going to help them win a ball game, even if it's a, a quick hook, uh, they're going to do it. So I think it's a combination of all those factors. It's a combination of just better understanding, um, you know, how much better hitters get every time they see a pitcher. And it's also, you know, trying to take care of arms and, and do right by individual arms. Uh, you know, you see us, obviously, early in the year, especially uh, AC was really taking care of those starters. That's something that's a formula that's really worked, um, you know, for us and for him over the course of the time he's managed. Uh, and it is partly about just making sure that uh, you're giving everybody the best chance to get through the marathon as well. Hein Bloom is our guest. Speaking of pitching, uh, post MRI update on Chris Sale. Yeah, no, no update to pass along at this time. Like Chris said, um, we're going to have an update when we just have a more complete picture uh, of this. We want to make sure that we're obviously doing everything we need to do to to completely understand what the what the progression is going to look like from here. Uh, he did say, and and I can you know, repeat that, uh, you know, this isn't, this isn't something that's going to end up in a surgical situation. Um, you know, we're fortunate in that regard, but obviously anytime you have something in the shoulder, uh, that leads to downtime, uh, you know, that obviously is going to take some time. Uh, we just want to make sure we know exactly, uh, what to do in terms of course of treatment. And then that way we'll be able to better communicate that, uh, to, to everybody following the club. Uh, last Wednesday night, Alex Cora told the media that, the Red Sox are not a good fielding team and that they have a bunch of pitchers that don't strike out hitters that allow balls in play. Has he voiced that frustration to you, and how would you rectify that? He doesn't need to. We all we all feel it. And, uh, you know, that, that, that that's you can just look objectively at that. We haven't been a good defensive team. Uh, early on in the year, we, we were missing a lot more bats. Um, we weren't throwing strikes the way we wanted to, and, and uh, we have started to throw some more strikes, but uh, obviously that, that has also led to some more balls in play, which is not necessarily a bad thing, but it just means we got to convert those, those balls into outs. Uh, we haven't done that well. Um, you know, some of it obviously has been working our way through. You know, some of the injuries have been to uh, some of our better defensive players. Um, we have to have depth. We have to be able to fill in for those guys. And uh, some of the, the guys that have filled in have performed capably, but it hasn't always been with an emphasis on defense. But it still gets back to um, just trying to put the team out there that, that can win ball games. And, you know, scoring runs and preventing runs is important. Um, but obviously the formula for preventing them just hasn't clicked. And, you know, that's something that uh, is a combo of – uh, making sure we can get uh, the right person on the right spots and then also help them execute as well as they can. Haim, you know, you said earlier in the interview that you're responsible as the person in charge of baseball operations. When was the last time you spoke with John Henry about the club this year? Um, I mean, during this last series. Um, 
can't remember exactly when it was, but it was it was during the race series. Hey, does he express support? What is, we don't hear from him other than the start of the season down in um, Fort Myers. So, how, what is his view of this club at this point? Yeah, I mean, look, he's as you guys know, uh, incredibly competitive, uh, incredibly uh, focused, and uh, look, we we are where we are. This is not where anybody wants to be. Um, you know, there's been over the course of the year again, like there's been points where we played really well and we've shown, you know, what uh, even honestly, I don't even think playing that well. It's like we were absolutely playing our best. Uh, there still wasn't everything going right. And we were winning ball games big time and there were a lot of positives. Um, you know, he's seen those, obviously happy about those. And then when we play like this, he's not happy. Um, I think it's as simple as that. Uh, this isn't, this isn't where we expect to be. Um, no one, you know, least of all our ownership, wants to see the type of baseball we've been seeing over the last couple of weeks. Uh, Heim, Justin Turner said this week essentially that he believes in this team, but that there need to be other guys that do. Is Have you seen that, and is that a concern for you? I, 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 don't, I might be missing exactly what you're referring to. I think I saw a quote from JT that I, I interpreted that as, you know, and, and knowing just how he feels from – discussions with him and a couple of the other veterans that it's not that he was saying, Hey, I believe in this team and other people don't. Um, I think there is a lot of belief in there. I think when you go through these stretches, it's very uh, easy for, you know, especially amongst players who haven't been through as much as JT has to have that belief start to waver. And the way I understood that was uh, him saying, Hey, this, this, this has been a collective belief. You know, we obviously haven't lived up to it to, uh, to to get us away from what we all believe going in and we believed uh you know when uh, when we were playing well and you know you have to be able to maintain that belief in order to have a chance to have success so that that's how i understand i don't want to speak for him but that's how i understood what he was saying it wasn't a i'm a yes and other people are a no it was more like we have to remember how we feel about the group in this room and that's going to help us live up to you know what we feel we can accomplish Hi, I come from the world of football, and so a lot of things in football, it's about the relationship between the GM and the head coach and how they work well together with bringing in talent. And, you know, we talk about it here all the time in other sports, whether it's uh, Brad Stevens in Missoula. What's the relationship dynamic between you and Alex Core when it comes to trying to figure out how do you add players to the team, maybe how do you subtract players to the team, trade deadline? Is he a big part of that, or is that something that is separate? You do the 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 that part with the front office and the baseball operations, and he focuses really just about managing the players. No, he's a huge part of it. I mean, it's really – he has been since uh... – you know, obviously, like we before he left in twenty, like we that was a very short period of time. But you know, since coming back, uh, you know, from that winter onward, um, you know, not only is he a huge asset in recruiting, um, but also you know just how the club fits together. And I think that's one thing I talked about this off season, uh, and I do think we've shown it. Uh, obviously, last week, last couple of weeks, we just haven't played well, so we haven't shown it as much. But uh, we have shown at times this is a roster that I think is much easier. Uh, for him to use, and a lot of that came through collaboration with him and what roles guys fit into, whether it's on the position player side or the pitching side. You saw it the other night, um, and it's actually interesting. Like, it didn't work out in the moment, right? We, we, were, we were facing Bieber. Um, you know, we had a lefty-heavy lineup. They go to a lefty. Um, Alex has a bench where he can he can bring the righties in a critical spot. We did that, um, 
it didn't work in that moment, but I think it was the right move. And fortunately, the baseball guys had our backs at that. It came back around to some right-on-right matchups later in that anyone we rallied, and that's when those guys came through. Um, so, so, you know, sometimes it comes back around and, and you get the benefit of it. Uh, and that's something we didn't have the ability uh, for him to do as much, uh, just be able to make the right in-game switches. It was something we talked a lot about. Um, you know, obviously, we all have our own jobs to do, and uh, we see some, some players – Exactly the same. Some players we see differently, but you know there are guys like I, you know it's it's not fair to them to start pointing out certain guys, but there are guys that uh, you know he he saw something that you know he he pushed us on that uh, we end up getting, and you know over time uh, come to appreciate some of the things that he sees, and then vice versa. There are guys that uh, that we brought in that you know maybe it took a little while to click, and then when they start clicking, he says you know this guy uh, you know is exactly uh, what your group said he would be um that's that's how you work together well but you have to have that constant conversation uh because there's no sense having a player you know I, i'm not a, a football guy so i don't know exactly how it works in football i think there you get into things like schemes and stuff where it becomes even more critical but there's no sense having a player uh if he's not going to be able to be used in a way that maximizes his value and that's what uh, you really need to have up and down your roster is um a roster that fits together well where players can be put in positions that allows them to feature what they do well. Sometimes injuries don't allow you to do that on a given day, but that's why you want to have different options so you can do that or not. You, you said at the start of this interview that the this team's performance in the end is is on you. When, when you took this job, did you have an expectation time-wise on when this team would win a World Series again? I don't believe that thinking that way uh, is helpful or productive. I mean, you, you want to try to win the World Series every year. I think if you had asked me or anybody to lay out a course, you know, for where we were when I came in here, I don't think it would have had us going to the LCS uh, in 21, and it also wouldn't have had us finishing last in 22. The point is to give yourself the best chance, uh, you know, while you're building it right, and then that allows good things to happen. Um you know, I, I don't think it, it, to me, you set expectations that way. You're also limiting yourself. Um, you should be gunning for it uh, every time you take the field and you also should be building it right. And I think you can do both. Um, maybe it's a little harder to do both, but uh, that's, that's been the project from the beginning, uh, from the beginning of my time here. And uh, I think it's what we owe our fans is, uh, you know, we knew we needed to build this thing back up. Uh, we also know that uh, Red Sox fans deserve a chance to win every single night and uh, so you try to build a club with with both ends and uh you know when you do that sometimes um it allows really good things to happen hi i'm speaking of trying to get you know the fans something that's representative on the field and winning now while building have you made any phone calls have you been active at all about improving this year's club for you know to get out of last place and you know start contending for a playoff spot yeah we always are um you know sometimes those really small scale in a sense like you know, when we brought in Pablo, uh, and again, that was, you know, probably with absolutely no disrespect to him. I think anybody would say that was obviously a smaller, a smaller deal. Um, and you know, it paid some dividends right away. Uh, that that's the only thing we limit ourselves to at this time. Realistically, you usually don't see, uh, you know, bigger moves come until close to the trade deadline. But the way I view it is we should always be talking, um, you know, for every, the way this business works is for every hundred conversations you have, you might end up with one deal, but that just means you have to have a lot of conversations. And sometimes a player doesn't fit us or the match isn't there, or, you know, we feel like, you know, we made a good offer and 
the the team prefers somebody else's uh, offer. There's a lot of different ways they can go down. The only thing that we can't have happen is a player uh, that could fit us, uh, you know, moving and we didn't know he was available. So the only way to do that is to is to be active in conversation. Hi, Bloom. Thank you for taking the time. You bet. You guys right. take care. All right. There he is. We'll have a chance. Mm-hmm. To see if there were any nuggets in there. A lot I of can stuff. tell you one thing he has learned from Bill Belichick. Mm-hmm. Run out the clock. <laughs> <laughs> we will be right back.